episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Cheryl Glasser coming right back here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends of pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts, plus also as well, Inside Sports, Fantasy Football, and Game Source. Truly appreciate everybody watching and listening out there. Also as well, you got to go ahead and check out what Ox1947 is doing today at LakersBall.com. You know he's talking free agents. You know he's talking who should we keep, who do we need to get, and everything going on with the Los Angeles Lakers at LakersBall.com. Plus he owns a fantastic company that you got to go ahead and check out if you're in the SoCal area and you need a new lawn. It is Simblades. Simblades with a Y.com. Our good friends, Jamie Sweet and Laker Tom, they comprise up of the Laker of the Lakerholics. You can go ahead and check out the Lakerholics today, right there for you at Lakerholics.com. I know Tom has some thoughts on free agency already, so you want to go ahead and check out what he has to say and how Jamie is probably saying the opposite. Sometimes it's because he wants to, sometimes because he likes to, right there for you at Lakerholics.com. Our good friend Stone Hansen. Did a great job in the NBA draft. Go ahead and check out what he has to say with his good friends right there for you at the Upside Sweeps NBA Draft Podcast. John McCallion has been going strong the past couple days with some good streams on his YouTube channel. So go ahead and support that today. And in case you didn't know, you could subscribe today and you'll get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air or like or follow us wherever you get your social media or wherever you're watching this. So you too can go ahead and know when we're going to go ahead and bring you the latest Lakers fast break. But everyone out there, it's getting closer. Friday is around the corner. We will be having our Friday mega free agency special right around 3 p.m. Pacific time, 6 p.m. Eastern. We'll probably come on a little bit beforehand so we can get you up to date on all the news and notes. And of course, there's never any tampering going on. So there can never be any news and notes after you know until until 3 p.m. Pacific, which we all know isn't true. We know all know these teams and agents are already talking, but okay, it is what it is. It is uh, the NBA's free agency. It has been quiet on the NBA front so far. But what are these teams planning, and what are the Lakers planning? Do they plan to go ahead and exercise the full mid-level? What are, what money can they actually allocate to free agents? And which free agents are they going to go ahead and be interested in? We're going to go ahead and talk about that today with my good friend, Adid. It is the man behind Simblades, SimbladesWithTheY.com, Intel Wild. We have not extended Austin and Rui as of yet. We are hoping that day comes. But it is Joe Sorrow. And Joe, great to have you here, my friend. Uh, the uh, as explained earlier this morning to the shock of no one earlier today by Bobby Marks of ESPN, the priority obviously is to retain Austin Reeves and Rui Hashimura, as Intel Wild has said. The Lakers can create up to $17 million in cap space if they renounce the rights to D'Angelo, Malik, and Mo. So I ask you, my friend, with all that said and done, if you do, would you decide to go ahead and do that, or are you better off keeping Malik and Mo as far as they're, you know, just saying yes, we will go ahead and finish out the rest of your contract, get that twenty-six million dollars in a possible trade, and go from there. Your thoughts on this, my friend? Do you create the extra cap space? Do you go with the twelve million plus that you already have, 
What are your options as we head into free agency if you're the Los Angeles Lakers? I think it would depend on if there is a player that would be worth the 17 million that could make a difference. If you're renouncing, if you're essentially saying we're not going to keep D'Angelo, you're, you're going to have a big hole at the point guard position, someone who can shoot, someone who can carry an offense uh, at least every now and then during the season. I don't know who the first thought I had was if it was, if it came down to, let's say, Brooke Lopez saying, if you guys give me 17 million, I'll come to LA instead of going to Houston, which is rumored that it's where you'll end up. That would be very tempting, especially if your first round draft pick uh, is someone that you have a lot of confidence in, in taking. Obviously he's not going to play as good as D'Angelo's first year, but maybe there's options uh, during other free agents that you can bring in someone that can maybe cover a little bit of it. Maybe you bring back Dennis Schroeder. There's a lot of factors in there. Um, but my, 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 my feeling is still the same. I believe they're going to keep the team intact. They're going to run it again as, as much as they can, try to keep what they have. And if something drastic changes, it's going to have to be something coming at them mm-hmm. where there's a player that wants to be there or there's a team that says, look, we need to drop these salaries. What if we collected this? And 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 it makes sense uh, if you're if you're playing the uh, if you're playing poker, you want to say what Rob is saying right now, which is we're going to keep our guys. We don't want to go crazy right now. And what that does is it it allows other teams to understand whether they believe it or not that the Lakers are not going to mortgage anything for anyone. If you want to deal with the Lakers, you're going to have to give them something worth mortgaging and that's that's a good position to be in um a center and a, another guard hopefully someone who can shoot that's really all the lakers need should they keep the majority of the guys that they have and you can you can go pretty far after that once again it's the lakers fast break truly appreciate you watching and listening zanger stein's in the chat she was uh just got here a couple of minutes late. We were talking about exactly what uh, Bamba and Beasley, uh, if you decide to keep them at their 26 million combined or 27 million, if you can count the extra money involved, so about 27 million you would keep on the books for them. If you, if you go ahead and pick up the last year in their contracts, as opposed to letting them walk. If you also, if you let, if you renounce them and you renounce D'Lo, you get up to $17 million of room under the cap. I don't know, my friend. Those are valuable bargaining chips as far as those expiring deals are concerned. They're valuable if you think you might have a chance at trading for someone. If you feel that you might want to keep that in your back pocket for the trade deadline for next year, I would would understand that. That would make sense if you feel that there might be something there that might materialize. Uh, and I think that might be playing a part. I think that might be playing a part in why you want to bring. I think they're going to probably bring back Mobamba, bring back uh, D'Angelo. I think they're probably going to let go of Beasley. I think that's probably the way it's going to go if I had to take a guess right now. Um, if they bring back Beasley, they, they must feel like there's something that could come 
uh, during the season where they can use that contract. Or maybe they feel like a training camp might help him get acclimated to the to the offense a little bit better, and maybe he shoots better and has better confidence. There's a lot of ways this can go, and he can Rob can look like a genius or look like an idiot either way. You know, even if the Lakers go ahead and bring everyone back, they should still have up to a $12 million MLE that they can throw at people, or a little bit more than that, per se. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts on this? Is, give me some interesting names. I have some interesting names on my docket as far as some things to throw out to you. I'm, not, I'm just throwing names out at you, but I wanna, I'm just bouncing some new names off you, and some of them you've already heard, but some of them you may have not have heard as far as players that may fit what the Lakers are doing they haven't fit in other places all that well. I'm going to start with this one. I'm going to hit you up with it right now. Christian Wood, who is available from the Dallas Mavericks. He did not endear himself there. He's not endeared himself to a lot of other places, but is a great offensive center with a 6'11 guy that's there. You know, he could give you some size, some rebounding, 38% from behind the arc. Uh, he is a scoring individual, can go ahead and stay outside and pop outside while while AD goes inside. I don't know, just throwing that out there. What is your level of interest with a Christian Wood? Oh, it's very high. If he takes the MLE, that's a huge win. You're, you, you you just solidified your center position. Because he goes off, he's on bad terms. He left on bad terms with Dallas. Uh, Who doesn't? It, yeah. So yeah, because he didn't get as much uh, you know, burn as far as you know, as far as leading into those final days. Obviously, they were trying to tank or whatnot, and I, and and he is more of an offensive-minded sender. He does not play good defense. But then again, on a on a Lakers team, if he's alongside AD, he might not have to. I'm just throwing you, out there. That's beggars, beggars can't be choosers at this point. I would think. Honestly, if the Lakers brought back D'Angelo, Rui, Austin, they just uh, picked up, officially just picked up Vanderbilt's option. So he's coming back officially now. And then if you keep, let's say, Mo Bamba. If you do that and then you get a Christian Wood for the MLE, you are already on the right path. And then at that point, if we can get another shooter or if – Max Christie becomes a guy that jumps a le- a couple levels that can, you know, shoot in his second season. Mm-hmm. It's not out of the realm to think that because I don't think anyone thought that. And he can block shots. Yeah, I don't think anyone thought Austin Reeves, even though he had a really good rookie season, I don't think anyone thought he'd have this kind of season in his second year. So we have to we have to go with this, guys. We have to go with what they have. They have we have to go with their, their current grooming processes because they're working. But boy, that would that would really make me happy. I'll be honest. If we got a Christian Wood that could be the starting center on this team, someone who who could at least kind of uh, cover for for AD when he sits the bench as well, and open up some things for maybe a different sets for different sets when when the when the bench is uh, in the game, that would be uh, that would be a really really good start to getting the right team together here for the last stretch run. For the, for the LeBron AD title uh, era. The thing is, the reason why I say that, because as Zanger Sign says, you know, uh, the Lakers can go anywhere as far as the MLE from a five. You know, they can go all the way up to 17, depending on who they renounce. 
Uh, are they over or under the tax? You know, those are some things that they have to uh, consider there. But yeah, if you're able to get Christian Wood, uh, you know, on the ch- on the cheap because he's looking to rebound, looking to get his reputation going because he's had some really harsh, uh, I guess, uh, stuff that's gone on in Houston and Dallas and, and every stop he's been at. But the talent is there. So some just wanted to throw that out as the first name that nobody, nobody in the league is talking about him. Yet he's an individual who's averaged close to 20 points in the league before. Gets you seven rebounds, six rebounds, eight rebounds a game, and shoots 38%. Shoots uh, shot almost 80% from the free throw line. I don't know, my friend. That seems like someone I may want to target that's under the radar who's looking to bounce back, and that could be a, a, a possible steal for you right there. Yes. However, I, I don't think... I don't think there's gonna there, there's gonna be a team out there that's probably gonna give him more money. Because um, okay, he's, he's burned a lot of bridges. That's the only reason why I say. If if he's a a troublesome player, I I think we can. I don't I don't know. Is he is like a Hassan Whiteside problem? I think that that guy kind of wore worn out. He always wore out his welcome anywhere he was. Yeah. I haven't heard that kind of ex, uh, excess from from Christian Wood, and Dallas is not really a good team to kind of go by whether they're good or not because it seems like anybody that's in Dallas seems to want to get out of there. Jalen and Houston, Brunson the being same the, thing. Yeah, Jalen Brunson being the last guy. Why? Why did he? Why was he so eager to go to New York? It wasn't just because his dad was the assistant coach. It just seems like Dallas has a really crappy culture. But he's played uh, on seven teams, and he's only 27 years old. So that kind of kind of gives you an idea about, you know, when he was bouncing around. And I remember he was the one when he was just a 15th man on Detroit. Uh, I was the one that told Laker Tom that he was the best 15th man in the NBA before he uh, started going with Jared Dudley on that. And we saw that he he developed himself into a competent player and a good rotation player and someone who could get you, at times, 20 points a night. You can't, you can't, you can, you can, you have a shot at any center right now with any skill set. If you can get them for a good price, someone who's valuable, someone who could score 20 points, you have to risk. You have to risk that one. And if he's available and he wants to come to LA, I would say at 12, or I should say 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'm sorry, Pacific Standard Time. On Friday, that might be the first call I would make if that is the case. Intel Plumley would be the likely signing because we can pro- we, we would be able to afford him. The problem with Plumley is he's terrible at the line and he's terrible at everything this team needs at the center position. He's a center, but he's terrible at everything we need. And he would clog uh, up the lane for AD. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't. It, if, if, you, if that's the last guy left, you're going to have to at least get something because we don't have anyone right now. Yeah. You'd have to get someone like that. At least he would be serviceable to a degree, but it, it, it's not going to give you reassurance during the year that AD's not going to have to stress the entire time. With Christian Wood, you at least have someone who's a legitimate center who can score. Therefore, when AD sits down, you have someone that you can score while he's not in the game. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break.
Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. If you have a better movie in the can, why is that not the movie that you released in the first place? I would say it's more culturally relevant than The Simpsons and Rick and Morty. Like, it has become a staple of American entertainment. I think Dragon Age 4 is carrying the future of Bioware on its shoulders. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. So I ask you, my friend, as we once again come back to you right here at the Lakers Fast Break, we truly appreciate you joining us out there. Intel, Z, Adam, I just want to say thank you so much. Everybody else is in the chat. You're doing a great job and keep it up. Keep it going. Always great to have you here. One name that I'll throw out to you that has not been a part of what's gone on as far as what we've talked about is a guy who just uh, passed up the final year on his contract and is officially an unrestricted free agent. He just announced that, I believe it was today, or was it yesterday? I think it was today. This is Dante DiVincenzo. Your thoughts? He played a good role for Golden State, 40% three-point shooter. Your thoughts on someone like a Dante DiVincenzo uh, playing, uh, you know, a key role for the Lakers, maybe going forward. Uh, if 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 you feel like he he would work in this offense, sure. Uh, he's he's a hot, hot and cold type player. You don't yes, really see too much consistency. Uh, if if it's uh, overall average, though, forty percent from behind the arc. If if it's if it's within reason on a contract, I I wouldn't mind having him on the team. I think he would serve some purpose, especially during the regular season. I don't know how much he he'd be effective in the, in the playoffs, but I you know I did see some good games in the Gold State series uh, with the late against the Lakers. Uh, I would not go. I would not be against it, especially if you're going to let Schroeder go. At least you have another guard there that could shoot. Maybe shoot it shoots better than than Schroeder, but Schroeder can handle the ball a little bit better. But there's there's definitely something there if it's a if if there is a money situation that works. Okay, I'm just I'm just throwing the names out there, seeing. A little bit different. Because... I've been looking at this. I've been looking at the list the last two weeks. Yeah, but uh, these are names that we haven't talked about too much. Correct. As opposed, you know, we've talked about, oh, let's get Kuzma back, or oh, let's get Draymond Green, or is that a possibility, or Chris Middleton, or Fred VanVleet, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, all these guys at the top of the list, you know, are pretty much a dream for us. Outside of Austin Reeves, who's one of the top ten, you know free agents and obviously it's our goal to go ahead and retain him d'angelo we've talked about as far as it's concerned whether or not we want to retain him or retain the slot or retain the player cam johnson i think he's going to go for a lot of money because of the fact that he does he's six nine uh decent defensively and does shoot the three really well i don't think we're going to be able to go ahead and get someone like that even though we could definitely use a wing who can shoot and play like that I know you said you wanted someone in there that could go ahead and make sure that to handle the ball. Uh, maybe someone sticks out that can also score a little bit. How about Jordan Clarkson returning back to the Lakers? Will he play for the MLE? He might have to. You never know. I mean, he did have a decent season, but it wasn't what he was the previous year when he was really, really good previous year. I think Laurie Markinen kind of like uh, you know overshadowed his great play over overshadowed his contributions, but he is a former six man of the year did make some good contributions and can play both guard spots at this point in time. He's developed into a guy that can play both on and off ball as well. 
We're we're stuck in a in a position where we need one of two players, and and which one you decide to go with, using the mid level exception is going to determine how you're going to get the other player. Hmm. They're both equally hard to get without the MLE, at least someone of substance, unless you get lucky. So if you don't get a Christian Wood, and Jordan Clarkson is available and wants to play in LA, then you make that you make that uh, you make that transaction because Jordan Clarkson fills in a lot of boxes. He can score. He can he can come off the bench. Uh, he seems to be a good team player. He's been in L.A. before. He's improved almost every year he's been in the league. Uh, he's in his prime. There is a benefit there. I just don't know if, if, if $12 million is going to be enough to mm-hmm. sign him. I think someone out there might throw $15, $16 million at him for three years and, 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 and go that route. Um, one of our, uh, chat room patrons, uh, mentioned Bobby Portis. Can't, uh, you can't do it. Okay. Yeah. And I, I know Adam, he, you know, nice player, six eleven, can shoot outside, give you some uh, banging underneath, but he does have a contract with a player option in 2025, 26. So he's on the books for another three seasons right now at about 11 to 13 million a piece. Yes. So. And Unless you trade for him, of course. And, and we don't, you know, I don't, I'm, all the other free agents, name free agents, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Chris Middleton. Uh, I believe Chris Middleton is going to be back in Milwaukee. I believe, uh, not I don't believe, I, I know that uh, Kyrie Irving will be back in Dallas. Uh, James Harden, where it is, Philadelphia wants to keep him. Uh, unless somebody knocks their socks off with a deal, he'll be back in uh, Philadelphia. Uh Kyle Kuzma, Jeremy Grant, uh, everything kind of is, is, is kind of leaning towards everybody staying where they're at unless someone overpays those guys. Uh, so I, I don't see any any of those players coming to L.A. I think it's going to have to be a player that really desperately wants to play for the Lakers. And a little bit of letting the dust settle before the Lakers probably make a decision. It's got to be one of those two, and that's what we're going to be. I don't think the Lakers are going to sign anybody on Friday right off the bat because uh, I think people want to test the waters and see how much money can be thrown their way. I think Lakers because oh, they be- never talk beforehand. They never talk beforehand anymore after the tampering loss. We're going to get signed. <laughs> we're going to find out about signings on Thursday, unless, of course, I know that they Adam Silver did something about that where he's he's kind of put a kibosh on that. Um, I don't. Uh, I think word always use, usually comes out beforehand, anyways. Woj or Shams will probably leak it out because right. someone in the camp of the player always leaks that t- kind of stuff out. Because they they uh, there is a monetary situation with that stuff, guys. Uh, they don't. It's not talked about. There's there is money going on. <laughs> there money exchanges when it comes to that kind of information. It's never talked about. Of course, the media is not going to talk about it because they're the culprits. So that's why this setup is the way it is. You're always wondering, like, who the hell? Remember when Steve Kerr, they ended up finding out something about training camp, that word got out. Um, the the hell, fight. The, the fight. Or the punch. The, the fight punch. and Kerr, you know, Kerr being the, the – Kerr being the kind of the whiny little, you know what, uh, that he is sometimes uh, was – kind of calling out whoever ratted them out. <laughs> and 
that kind of set the stage for the for the Warriors for the rest of the season. They couldn't trust. It's probably probably Jordan Poole who, who talked. Actually, it probably wasn't an assistant coach. I know they were talking about maybe an assistant coach might have yapped, but I think Jordan Poole might have uh, sabotaged that <laughs> from the beginning. But anyways, the the Lakers are going to be a team that likely are going to have to wait to see who is available and the players that are going to hit free agency, especially the unrestricted ones. They're going to see who's going to pay them the most money. And then once they get to a point where they're, they're in that, that number in that line where the Lakers are, then we might get an understanding of what's going on there and who might be available. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It's Gerald Glassford along with, Joe Soro and Adam says the guy that uh, won the dunk contest last year is he a, is he isn't he a free agent? Uh, well, he was actually uh, for a time on the Lakers uh, roster. Never really got to play with him. He was played for South Bay Lakers for quite a spell. So Mac McClung is I think who you're talking about right now. Um, Paul Lipman, great to have you here. We created this show because, uh, based off of your suggestions, the NBA observations. Jazz have signaled that they want to go ahead and and retain Clarkson, and that they're with the Collins trade, they are going in, into a win mode, chasing the playoffs. That is a possibility. I mean, they did get that uh, trade that they got John Collins, that will, who will serve. I think. You know, despite injuries, he will probably play a substantial amount for the Jazz. You know, he's going to be someone that's going to be right there in that forward rotation. So uh, I know that his contract is about $77 million for the next three years, but hopefully he'll make a great contribution now that he's finally been traded after so many trade rumors. One name, though, I wanted to go ahead and, and ask about your thoughts on is a player that Zangerstein, our awesome friend out there in the Philippines, she has an eye on. And that's Yuta Wananabe from the Brooklyn Nets. The reason why I like him is because 6'9", uh, it's not really do uh, – he's okay defender at best. Not, it's not really rebound, but my gosh, he was leading the league in three-point shooting for a good percentage of the season before it tailed off a little bit. He still finished well above 40, I think around 42%, if memory serves. I was looking at the other day. He is someone that, again, at 6'9", can provide some some length off the bench. He is not going to be a starter at this point in time. He did not finish the season strong for Brooklyn. They kind of left him out on the rotation. But, again, someone who has a sharp eye, especially from the corner. Your thoughts on that as far as Yuta Wananabe? Well, Yuta would be he, – he would be that surprise like a marketing where – you get him at the right time, right? He's making a couple. He's in, he's an unrestricted free agent. He only made a couple million dollars last year. And will this be that kind of next level year for him, where he surprises at how good he is? If he were to have sustained it all season long, I think he would have a killer contract waiting for him. Now I'm not so sure because he did kind of fade in the Nets rotation. There's been discussions that. Yuda and Royce O'Neal would be pieces to trade using Beasley and Mobamba. And that that I don't know how, how I don't know if that has any legs. Uh Dorian Finney Smith as well. Uh, there's been some talk. There's been some talk, and I don't know what I don't know what Brooklyn's kind of wanting to do next. They're kind of in a weird position. They don't really have 
Um, I mean, Ben Simmons is pretty much getting to the point where he's probably going to have a career in the next three years and that or two years, and that's it, um, unless he wants to play for minimum contracts. But after 2025, Ben Simmons is off the books, and I don't think he's ever going to get another anywhere near a max deal again unless he shapes up. Yeah, Watch, Mikel he has Bridges, that one year where he's an all-star again. <laughs> wouldn't that be fitting if he does that in 2024, 25, right? That would uh, be yeah, Mikael Bridges, who's going to be the guy that kind of takes over that that position. I don't maybe, – maybe Brooklyn decides that they want to drop some salaries and let some guys go and kind of maybe tank next year so they can get a high pick. I don't know. But there's some there's some really good players on Brooklyn, some some players that could possibly be good for this team, uh, and within within a, a, a price range that would work with the Lakers as well. Uh, so I'm Yuta is it seems to be the name that I'm hearing, and as as well as Royce O'Neal in terms of the trades from the contracts that the Lakers already have in Beasley and Mobamba. Um, Royce O'Neal has another year left in his contract. I don't know. If, I don't know if that makes any sense for Brooklyn to do. I mean, what do you what do you really trade for? Are you just trading two guys for another? They're two just guys? trading the trade. Yeah, it doesn't really yeah, make. I, sense. I think. I think. I think if the Lakers were to have a, they have got some... off all those big contracts, so they don't have anything until Bridges goes and they they re-sign him to a max deal. I think if yeah. there was a deal there. Obviously, I'm sorry, Yuta, they have Simmons deal. That's my obviously Utah would have to do some kind form of, of kind of forget about Simmons from now and then. So yeah, Yuta is a free agent, so he can do whatever he wants. Yeah, uh, it would have to be a trade with, with, with or a sign and trade could be a sign and trade. But then again, that's usually hard, especially for someone like Wooden uh, Wananabi, who again, I'm not sure exactly what his market value is. If you'd have based it off of the first half of the season, it's you're talking about a full mid-level around 12 million. You're talking about the last half of the season, you may be talking about two or three million because again, his game tailed off and also his playing time along with it. So, so what was the reasoning for it? Was it because of the shift of the of the roster? Or was that what it was? Could have been Did... the changes, but also his game as well. Because I mean, how long can you sustain 47% three-point shooting for an entire season? He was leading the league for quite a quite a stretch. Actually, he was over fifty at at uh, for quite a stretch as well when he started the season. Well, he still shot over forty. I mean, that's all you really need in the NBA to 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 bring value to to a team as a role player. Mm-hmm. The Lakers have to look at this offseason as every player that they bring in has to have some value, and hopefully, they can figure out every single deficiency they have. They have to solve every deficiency they have. Last year, towards the end, their 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 inability to keep LeBron and AD from playing just to the point of exhaustion. That needs to be plan number one. How can we build a team around those guys and make sure that the surrounding players hold up a lot of their weight, hold up their weight to some degree? I did notice that for the first time in the LeBron-Laker era, there was some cohesiveness when LeBron wasn't in there. There was, there were things going on that were what that were that were going really really well. You just ran into a a team of destiny this year in Denver. I think if they had played anybody but Denver, I think they would have probably won the championship. But that's that's just kind of how it goes. So we have to leave that. We have to put that in perspective. 
understand that you, you can't just re restart everything, right? Which is what they're not doing. We're going to stick with what we have. LeBron's a year older, though. We have to figure out what we're going to do there. And AD needs to play his natural position, and he needs to play in a, in a way where he's he's not going to miss 15 or 20 games next year. And by getting the right center, by getting the right shooters and the right frontline guys that can cover a lot of ground where he's not having to cover everything, those are going to be – those are going to be very important parts. And I don't think we're going to know this, guys, until the season starts. We're going to get players that we're going to have to wait and see if they play well or mesh well with this team. I don't think we're going to get any kind of big names where we're like, yes, unless it's – and I don't consider Christian Wood a, a, a big name, but he would be a massive upgrade at the center position. And it would, it would, it would, it would go a long way in – getting the right starting lineup and the right setup to create the what I'm hoping for is uh longevity for the two stars for the during the year. Once again it's the Lakers fast break. It is Gerald Glass for along with Joe Sorrow from Simblades, Simblades with the Y.com. Thanks so much for watching this thing. I appreciate everyone out there just sending out the love from Paul to Blue to Z to Tears of Joy through the wire. Adam Everybody had devotion. Everybody's out there. Mississippi dog. Hopefully everyone's having a great evening joining us right here at the Lakers fast break. Lifted says, what if LeBron retires? Shh, don't say that. Don't say that. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't think so. I really think he is going to come back. I think that was just emotions talking to him. I really think he is going to be at least committed for another season. And if that's the case and Bronny, Looks like he's playing well at USC. I have a feeling he's going to stay for in the league for a little bit longer than that. Uh, I, I'm sorry, guys. I, I don't care about Bronny and when he comes to the NBA. Uh, I'm just saying like when it comes to LeBron. I, I don't you know, care. His... I don't. I don't care. I don't care. And and it's gotten to the point where we we kind of bring it up every now and then. I've held my answer back a little bit. It sounds as you always do. It sounds negative but i i just don't care i don't care about two years from now i want to focus on winning championships with lebron being on the team and we're, we've got lebron for two more years you have two more chances at winning a championship you're going to have to build the perfect role player setup for him to have a chance at winning at least one out of the next two and it's imperative that you do it because things are coming when Benyama went to San Antonio, probably the worst place he could have gone as a Laker fan, right? Going to that whining little old man that's over there. Uh, finally, he gets what he wants. But, as, you know, as long as he gets what he wants, he doesn't complain, right? But when somebody else does something that's better than him, right away, he's the first guy in line yapping at, 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 at the media and saying why these guys got a, a good deal and there was some kind of thing going on, right? Yes, I'm going to bring it up. I don't forget, guys. I don't forget that stuff. Um, so the Lakers need to put banner 18 between now and 2025. Bronny does not play a factor in that. I don't give two craps about that. I want this team set up to win a championship next year. Cause I think that's probably going to be the best year for this to happen and do it, go after it. 
And let's see if we can put Banner 18 up in the rafters, and then we can take a sigh of relief a little bit and say, okay, let's start focusing on the transition once LeBron goes into his last season of 24-25, because I believe that will be his last year. Before we go into more options that could be a possibility for the Lakers, I want to ask you, is there anyone out there? And I know you'll probably give me some, oh, I don't really care about the Lakers. But to me, I think I have to gauge the rest of the NBA because this is NBA observations. But I also have to gauge as far as, you know, how it stacks up in the Western Conference. I think a team, you know, that for me, that's going under the radar that could have a great deal to improve upon in free agency is Sacramento. They made that Rashawn Holmes trade that kicked out a lot of cash. They could have as much as $30 million going into free agency. I'm sorry, who's this? Sacramento. Oh, Sacramento. <laughs> uh, I'm not worried about Sacramento. Okay. Sacramento. Tell, uh, tell me why, even though they made the playoffs last year, Sac- for a Sacramento, 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 in a lot of ways operates like the LA Clippers. No matter what good they do, or what draft they do, or what run they have, they can't. They just can't get over the hump. And until they do, just like Denver did finally after however many years they've been in the NBA, um, I'm 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 just gonna not really feel it. Uh, I don't want to use the word their loser franchise, but what can you say? First playoff appearance since 2006? I mean, what are you doing over there? Uh, if San Antonio can build a team, you should be able to build a team because that's always the excuse. Well, it's Sacramento. No one wants to live in Sacramento. Well, no one wants to live in Minnesota either. No one wants to live in New Orleans. No one wants to live in Charlotte or play there. So you, you, you guys have botched so many draft picks by not picking the right guy. At some point, you and then you get finally a, a little bit of a, a run here, and you you get a high seed, and what do you do? You blow it. So I'm not worried about Sacramento. Uh, I'm not worried about Golden State. I'm not worried about Sacramento. If there's a team I'm going to worry about in the West, obviously it's going to be Denver. And uh, we're going to see what happens with uh, Memphis now uh, because they got stronger. They got stronger by getting Marcus Smart. Yeah, And if John Morant comes back with determination of focusing on his career, they're going to be a problem, especially with Steven Adams coming back from injury. And then after that, it's going to be Boston in the East and Milwaukee, maybe the Sixers. And if Dame goes to Miami, that's going to be a huge problem. Because I think that team gets really strong, especially if they don't give up Bam Adebayo in that deal, which if I'm Portland, I want Bam Adebayo in that deal. That kind of puts things together better if you do. I don't know if Pat Riley's going to want to do that, but definitely Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, and whatever package they want to put together, I think they, that deal would work. Getting Dame over there with Jimmy Butler and, and Bam Adebayo, I think that's a good foundation, especially with their ability to get anybody from the scrap heap and uh, make them effective and make them valuable on that team. It's... The Lakers, the Lakers have two stars. One that's going down but still playing amazing. You got AD still in his prime. It's a good start. Get these guys the help they need, which a lot of it was done at the trade deadline. And now they're going to have a training camp to get together a little bit more. 
get a couple more guys, hopefully two positions that we need desperately, which is a good center and a good guard that can shoot. And let's go after it. Let's see what they got. And if it doesn't work out, hey, at least they tried and they got what they needed during the offseason to do it. And if they make it, make it happen. It changes so many careers. It changes so much history. And hopefully we're there to, to see it. So you're not interested at all in Phoenix. You don't see them as a threat still. No, no. not too many mental midgets on that team. <laughs> okay. All right. Even though they do have three individuals who are used to getting the ball, high volume scores, players who've averaged over 25 in the league, plus DeAndre Ayton, who if Vogel gets his mind right into it, maybe a, a better defensive player. It, you know, no, no. Vogel, Vogel angered Russell Westbrook. Guys like Devin Booker and guys like DeAndre Ayton have the same temperament, maybe not as as visible as Westbrook, but they have the same wussy-ass temperament as a Russell Westbrook. So the moment, the moment Vogel maybe demands something in, in practice, don't be surprised if those guys cry like little girls. I'm sorry, I keep insulting little girls. Cry like Ben Simmons. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Once again, it is the Lakers Fast Break. Truly appreciate being here. It's Joe Sorrow and myself, Gerald Glassford. Thanks again for being here. Mississippi Dog says sign and trade d and let Shafino developed with Reeves and Rui. Again, I'm not big, I'm not very high on, on Shafino. I'm hoping he'll prove me, Stone Hansen, and, and Joe Soro wrong on that. I just think there's athletic issues and, and shooting issues from the outside that are going to hinder his progress right now as we as we speak, unless he can start going ahead and finding ways in, that he can make a difference in the rotation in the league. But we'll see. I still think the Lakers do need a backup point guard because Again, Joe, depending on a rookie point guard to go ahead and give you consistent minutes off the bench in the first season, it is really uh, that's a really a tough thing to ask. Yes, Zangerstein, I, I I thought I'd throw that joke in just one more time. You're very 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 correct, by the way. Yes, uh, the Hood Shafino Shif- is, you know, Rob. Loves those Big Ten players. If you've noticed that most of the guys he's drafted are from the Big Ten um, because he has a pulse over there since he's, you know, a Michigan alum. With that, I don't want to be negative on the pick, but there's way too much good information from good people that are validating the fact that at the very least, he's not going to be an important player, at least year one. We need we need an immediate impact player. That's why we were that's why I was saying get Cam Whitmore 
at least in my head I was, because at least you, you'll you get that guy's athleticism right out the bat, and you can't teach athleticism. You can't teach someone to go to the hole, throw the ball up 12 feet, and him dunking it. And that's exactly what this team needs. It needs that kind of spark. It needs the the athlete that can that can score, right, to take the pressure off the two stars. But I heard today that a lot of folks, one specifically Villanova's head coach, wasn't pumping up Whitmore. And that's that's a bad sign usually when it comes to management and scouts. If if the head coach isn't vouching for you, people start to worry. And the two things that that were hurting Cam were his attitude and his injuries. And injuries can be dealt with. You've seen Joel Embiid get through it. You've seen guys like Sejunas Elgaskas get through it. So you can risk at seven, let's say, in the mid-first round. You could risk the injury situation and not get killed by it. But attitude, if you have an attitude already and you haven't done anything, that tends to be a problem. However, when you have a veteran team like the Lakers and someone like Darvin Ham, who was able to kind of reel in Westbrook to some degree, I would say you're in a pretty good position to at least test that. Again, it's the 17th pick. If he bombs, I'm not looking at it as a bad thing. It would have been this. It's the smart thing to do. It's a smart risk. Doesn't work. Well, guys, he was the best player available there, but he didn't work out because of whatever. And, but we've passed that at this point. I'm hoping that he becomes something, but it's likely not going to happen now. And the Lakers need to focus more on bringing a couple players in that can be integral parts of the rotation, integral parts of the rotation during the playoffs, especially. I'll tell you what, though, it's been a great conversation. Still got plenty of time left. It is the Lakers fast break. Truly appreciate it. I will call you the bear. I will call you the bear, Mr. Call Me Oso. I will call you bear. That's, That's an easy one. So funny, though, I hear all these shows that say, oh, we only have a limited amount of time on a podcast. You can go as long as you want on a podcast. So it just always cracks me up if that's the case when they talk about that. I've heard that like three times this week. Well, we got limited time today. Why? It's a podcast. You can talk as long as you want. Well, that and the fact that every time I think I might be rambling on to other non-sports things, my our, our esteemed panel here, gives us compliments on our off-the-cuff discussions. So, yeah, they've been great tonight. Uh, they've so been absolutely it does, fantastic. It does, it, does make, it does make me feel... It does make me feel like I'm doing my job, I guess, when I, when I throw in a couple of different things in there because a lot of times you want to go with your, your instincts. Your instincts sometimes can take you to good places in a lot of ways, but it's got to be calculated. And after a while, when, you're, when you've calculated that instinct so much, the instinct becomes kind of like learning an offense, right? Like Tom Brady at some point can get on the line or any great quarterback can get on the line and just know exactly what's going to happen in the next two seconds, let alone, you know, four seconds. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's what made him great. So you got to go with the momentum that's, that's presenting itself. Sometimes it might be a question that a, that a fan will ask or you'll ask or whomever. uh, And that's, 
that's that's the important part. And again, I'm glad we're getting validated for that. So also, you're 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 thinking that I'm 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 downplaying the Kings. The problem with the Kings is a lot similar to the to the Clippers. It's 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 two franchises that have shown nothing their entire existence, at least in Sacramento and in LA. And there is a little bit of competitive disdain there where I am overly throwing the the venom on them because maybe it's a little bit of, let me, let me see what you got kind of venom. I'm tired of listening to, we got this guy, we got that guy and we beat you all four games this year and we're the third seed yet. When it mattered most, you guys flamed out like burnt ashes. And where were the Lakers? The the, the screw-up of the league, right? The screw-up of the league that barely made the playoffs while the Clippers and the Kings had such a great season. Who went two rounds more in the end? Two more rounds. There's only three in... The West, you guys tell me, show me. Denver showed us. Denver showed us. Clippers, Sacramento, you haven't shown me dick. Show me. Until then, I'm going to be negative about it. I'm not going to be afraid. One thing I do want to ask you, uh, I know that uh, there's a possibility that you know, he fits right under the salary. Jonas Valanciunas, before I get back to a couple of free agents, uh, it was mentioned in the chat, Jonas Valanciunas, someone uh, who can stretch it out, averages about 13 and 10, gives you the big body, could provide some uh, definite force against Nikola Jokic, especially if you have AD alongside him. Your thoughts on Jonas, maybe a possibility I, I, trade. I think Has one year left on his contract. I think we're going we're going a little to the unrealistic side. Uh, he's well, he's only got he's only fifteen. Yeah, but he's he's getting more. Uh, he's going to get more. I, I don't think there's any ch- chance of. Well, chance. no, he's not. He's not a. He's not a free agent. He would well, have to be gotten a trade. He's got well, in a trade. So why would they? Why would they get rid of him? Why would they, they trade? Got rid of, well, they got rid of him uh, before when he moved in that trade for Stephen Adams. He's more of an offensive laden center as opposed to defense. That one, that one would be a surprise for me. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't think, I don't think the Lakers are are thinking that kind of player right now. I don't think they're trying to focus on. They just, they're gonna have to. These teams are gonna make the Lakers give them assets that they likely don't want to give. It has to be a star for the Lakers to give up a twenty nine pick or a thirty one pick. Or whatever, and other than that, it's got to be some other team that needs to drop salaries, big salaries. But the problem there is, and I'm using Chicago as an example because that's to me the only team that I see something, really see something there. If there is a decision made by Reinsdorf and the Bulls, where they're like, "Look, we need to somehow gut this whole thing. We're gonna go the gutting way. We're gonna rebuild. We're gonna rebuild." And then at that point, the Lakers might be able to make a transaction there, but they're probably going to have to take on Lonzo's contract to get the players they want, i.e. somebody like Caruso and someone like uh, uh, DeRozan. And Levine, 
I just think he makes too much money. I don't think the Lakers want that contract. Just, just saying. Well, speaking of Chicago, someone who is a so think about that for a second. Let me make sense of it, and then I'll I'll let you go. Think about it. If if there's a deal for DeRozan Caruso, but Chicago says you have to take on the last two years of Lonzo's contract, what is that? Forty eight. It's fifty seven million. Right. 57 million. The Bulls would need a point guard, right? They do. Okay. So you tell me if this is an even trade. Let's say you trade Mobamba, Beasley, throw in, let's say, a 29 pick. Let's just say they do that. And then throw in a signed D'Angelo Russell. You think that deal happens? Could be a possibility. That that right there. Think about that for a second. You have DeRozan and you have Caruso coming back, playing with LeBron and AD, and the young guys that they're bringing back, like Rui and Austin Reeves. That team right there is favorite to win the championship. The only problem, though, is they got to take on contracts, one contract that they can't probably, they don't want to deal with because of tax reasons and all that stuff. But you have, you are now the favorite to win the championship. The only thing is... The benefit is if it's proven that it's career ending and not just he's out a year. It's, it, 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 I don't care about Lonzo's career. I'm just, I'm just telling you, Joe. I'm just telling you that if they're it, taking that contract because they know they can get those guys 100%. I'm, I'm just telling you, as far as his contract to educate everyone else out there, I think it'd be again, right now, he's still listed as far as getting his. Pro- I don't care. He's not coming back. You're taking that contract to get those two players because Chicago would make that deal. I'm just Should they want to re- rebuild? His official status is that he's out the out, most likely out for the year. He has not been listed as a retired because if it does get retired, that contract, it's still, you still have to end up paying it, but the contract does not, it works you know differently on the salary cap. That's what I'm trying to tell you is if he does get but that he's medically ineligible to go ahead and play NBA basketball again. Mm-hmm. If he's medically retired, then that contract does not, you know, it, it does not count full on the cap later on. That's what I'm trying to tell you. So he has got a player contract in 24, 25. How does that play out? If he, if you know, he's not playing, I, they I may stretch, they may, the league may allow him to stretch it. They, you know, they may allow him to wait, but again, if he's, if it's proven that he can no longer continue as an NBA player, they have special things in place as far as uh, how they allot it to the to the cap. It, you don't get the full hit on the cap as far as just someone who's out the entire year. Yes, like, let's Z. say like, let's say like Clay Thompson per se. Yeah, that is true, Z. I'm not looking at this from a genie is trying to stay under the salary cap setup. That's an easy discussion. It's a discussion that's likely realistic, and this show would be done in five minutes, right? It would be done. The reality is she's not going to make that deal because of money, right? That's the word around the, around town. However, if we're talking about realistic trades, should she change her mind? Or maybe she sees something that says, look, we're going to pay this extra tax, but we have a chance at winning a championship, right? That deal, those kind of deals are realistic because you're looking at it from a common sense factor. Chicago, if Chicago decides we are blowing this up, what better way to do that than to, but you still have to feel the team, 
what better way than to get at least a 27-year-old point guard who was an all-star, probably get him at a good price of, let's say, $20 million for three years, right? Then you get two expiring contracts and Mo Bamba and Beasley. You get rid of Lonzo's contract. You trade Caruso. You've got one more year left with DeRozan. It's likely he's not going to stay in Chicago. So why not make that trade? And if Lakers really want to sweeten the deal, throw in a first-round pick that's protected. And and that's 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 how you turn this offseason into a championship run, an official championship run where you're like, wow, we have depth. We have veteran guys. We have guys that can play defense. We have guys that can play offense. You're going to be able to spread out the love so that LeBron isn't playing more than 30 minutes a game. AD, then you just get – you make sure you go get a center at the, with the MLE. Now you've built this team the way it needs to be so that the Lakers don't run out of gas at the end like they did this year. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. It's Joe Sorrell along with me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. I do want to mention some more names for you as far as that are going to be out there in free agency. We talked about Chicago, talked about DeRozan. You talked about Levine. You talked about Caruso. An unrestricted free agent that's out there that is in the center position is Nikola Vucevic. Your thoughts on Nikola Vucevic, someone who can shoot from the outside, did get better as the season went on. And, you know, I know in the chat, you know, finding someone to guard Jokic. No one can really guard Jokic. All I'm asking is if we can find a body that can actually slow him down. And take take a little bit of the pressure defensively off uh, of AD. Uh, someone could offer him a max deal, maybe. I don't know. Really? Is he is he worth more than $22 million a year? Uh, there is going to be a number that I believe management in Chicago is going to see say, well, we, we can't pay him. If somebody comes in and gives them a three-year deal for 30 mil per, I, I, I don't know if Chicago is going to, going to, going to sign him or offer him more money. If they lose him, then it, to me, that's a, the first signal that they're going to blow it up. Mm-hmm. That's it. There's, there's, there's nothing else there for, for me to think that they're not, they're, they're serious about winning right now. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get. We're gonna understand this thing in a few days here, and I, I, there's gonna be a lot of fireworks. It's gonna this the, the fireworks this year is going to make up for the snooze fest that was the 2023 summer of free agency because of Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant absolutely napalmed the entire free agent market last year. And we don't have to worry about that this year. And I'm looking forward to Friday. I got a lot going on. on, I got a lot going on on Friday too, man. I have to get back here. I'm going to be diving onto the show from all the stuff. It's Friday. That means you got to deal with more traffic. You got to deal with all these stuff that people are trying to get done before Saturday's stuff. So I'm going to be probably flying in here at three o'clock with, with maybe a darker, you know, someone had mentioned that they, they look, it looks like I've gotten a suntan. It's starting to get hot in Southern California finally after four months. So <laughs> I'm, I'm outside a lot and define I'm probably going to be darker friend. on Friday. It's 102 here. So define hot. Uh, it's, it's good hot. Okay. 
It's good. It's good hot for my business. Hot weather is good for artificial turf. It allows okay. it to lay down better. It, it the the retraction and the expansion part plays a big part. It's 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 outdoor carpet. So the hotter it is, the more it's going to relax. Therefore, when you stretch it at its at its strongest point, it's not likely going to wrinkle in the future. So with that, Friday is is is. It's much anticipated in many ways, in more ways than one. More importantly is I can't wait to get on here and, and see the fireworks start uh, because I think they're going to start and they're going to be going on all day. So put your dogs back in the kennels or train your dogs to stop being a bunch of wussies. Oh, my God. Every other day I got to hear about how somebody's dogs got anxiety, like like some stressed out doctor or something. It's like, dude, treat, you know, just... It's, we don't need to need, we don't need to learn about your dog's anxiety for God's sakes. It's fireworks, you know it's coming. It's Fourth of July coming. Deal with it. One name though, I want to ask you about. I know you're probably going to poo-poo on this one, but for a rotation player, he has been effective over the years. That is Grant Williams, uh, six seven six eight body, very strong on the interior, plays good defense, and obviously can hit the three. He was in and out of the rotation this year, but obviously he was such an integral part to what Boston was doing on their runs towards, uh, you know, those long, deep runs in the playoffs. Your thoughts on Grant Williams? Eh, undersized big who can shoot sometimes. Uh, not really. No, I'm not. I'm not really. I'm a, no. You like the Christian Wood idea. I, I, this team needs height. They need a they need a player that that that's that can play the center position that has length and can spell AD uh, at the basket. That's, that's, those are very important parts. If you don't do that, then you got to go with someone, at least with size, you have Mo Bamba, but unfortunately his lateral movement is just not existent. I don't know. It's, it's a tough, it's a tough pick. It really is. I don't know what, I don't know what would be left if all the big names are gone. In the, in the first, let's say, few days. I don't know. I, But the Lakers probably desperately need a, a legitimate starting center to to, to kind of even things out. Blue Magic says, Joe running a trade deadline special for Simblades and no discount for owners of dogs with anxiety. <laughs> okay. But we are running a... People talk about their dogs like they're people. And I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for this. Here we go. Uh, it's a dog. <laughs> Dogs are can be trained. So get off your lazy ass and train your dog to stop barking at every damn thing left and right. And maybe they won't bark when the when the fireworks start. Dogs can be trained. The ones that are not trained usually have an owner that's lazy and doesn't have any mm in their personality. Well, I was that's, gonna say that's, that. that's that's putting it mildly because I know there's more dog lovers out there than human beings. So you got to be careful. My business, 90% of my clientele are dog owners, I'm not bashing dog owners. I'm bashing dog owners who don't know how to train their dogs. I wanted to get Mississippi dog back on there. He said Christian Wood would be perfect. How much is he wanting? The thing is, though, he left on such bad terms with he Dallas. He wants 20 mil a year, I believe. He, but the thing is, he left on such bad terms with Dallas and Houston and has burned bridges almost everywhere he's been that he might have such a bad name in the league. He might be like passed over for the first round of free agents that are signed. 
and may just take anything that he can get. You know, that's just, a, again, it's just a guess. Most likely not because he is a 17-point game of scorer who can hit from behind the arc. Doesn't play great defense at all. But then again, on this team, he wouldn't have to alongside AD. He would just have to be there, especially as far as from a scoring option. You could also make sure when LeBron goes to the bench that you have him out there helping AD score all those points. So, again, I think he fits a real good need for us. How much he will cost is, again, up to the determination of the market out there. He has burned some bridges here in the NBA, so he doesn't have the most sterling reputation. And sometimes sometimes that actually works to the Lakers' advantage when they're trying to look, uh, you know, as far as for that. I know, Scarlett, you're saying wood is too thin, but again, alongside AD, you know, that would be a good option. So he's worn out his welcome in, on seven teams now? Uh, I'd probably say about four or five of them he has because okay. I remember, so he, was, remember he was a he was a guy that was uh, expected a lot, uh, you know, coming out of UNLV. He didn't perform initially. He was actually out of the league cut uh, on more than one occasion. Then he actually worked his way into the player you see here. But Dallas, he did not leave on good terms after Dallas traded for him and thought that he was going to be an integral piece to what they're doing. Dallas seems to have no interest in retaining him despite his, his scoring ability. So you tell me, my friend, someone is obviously not endearing himself into many teams in the league. So he, and then we Houston, I know he definitely did leave on bad terms. He had arguments with the coaches and players, I believe during his tenure there, if, if I'm not mistaken. So again, if he gets his attitude right, knowing he could be on one of his last steps as far as being able to go ahead and get a good contract in the league maybe he takes a one-year option with the lakers you never know uh there's too many teams that are interested in him i think atlanta is interested brooklyn is interested and even everyone heard chicago is interested if vucevic leaves chicago for a big contract they might let him go and give the money atlanta doesn't have a spot with okongu right now and capella they would have to trade capella and there's been word that they might be trading him i don't know I don't know exactly how that plays out, but there's going to be a lot of movement this offseason, uh, this free agency, sorry, well, offseason. It's just, I, it, it's going to be like the NFL in terms of movement, I believe, and I want to be right there when it happens. I think it's going to be fun. I really believe this weekend is going to be fun. We're going to be glued to the computer, even when we're not on the show. We might have to have maybe two or three shows this weekend. So everyone stand by. If you guys have plans, hanging out with your girl at night on Saturday, tell her you're second, you're second in the line, baby. You're second in line. Because I'm going to be watching the Lakers fast break. You're going to be seeing some funny stuff, some good stuff, some crazy stuff, some good signings, some bad signings, some upset signings. Uh, as long as we don't have to worry about a Timmy, Timothy Mozgov or Luel Dang signing, I think we'll be okay. God forbid that ever happens again. But uh, one of the issues of need before we go, my friend, is uh, point guard. <laughs> oh my gosh, there you go. <laughs> Mrs. Poor Mrs. PMC. There you go. There you go. Uh, before we head it out, go ahead and like and subscribe to be a part of everything that we do here at the Lakers Fast Break. Plus, also gets the word out there that, you know what, there is a great Lakers show that's out there, and it is the Lakers Fast Break. Lifted says, announce my divorce. There you go. <laughs> Everybody wants you to announce their divorce. Okay. All right. Uh, 
Mississippi Dog says, let's give Mike Muscala another. That is such a sore subject with me, Dog. Are you serious, Dog? Come on. That is such a sore subject. You want us to relive pain? We gave up Zubots for him, and he did absolutely nothing for us. He came in, he got traded to Boston, and he basically fell out of the rotation. Yeah, he's a 40% shooter, but he he can't rebound or play defense. He's just... He's got. He's a guy that's headed for a. I guess a maybe a after career as a coach because he's just um, probably for Oklahoma City that he's been part of so many years. But yeah, he's just that's a tough one, dog. I'm. I'm really... I love Mag- I'll always love Magic. I'll always love Magic. I don't care what he does, but it was bad. There's two things he did as a, an executive. But Rob was bad. on. Rob was a part of that decision too. Well, it's probably why never, Rob got mad at Magic, right? Isn't that what or the backstabbing stuff? Never, never said that. They never said that out loud. It would have come out by now. I think. I think he was in the room. He could have said that. He he's always could have said that. You know, trading Zubats was not my idea. Never said that. Never said anything of that. So he was in the room. I'm not going to give him total blame on it because you're right. It is magic as far as who is making the final call. But, yeah, I don't see Rob if was is fighting for him vehemently. I don't, I don't just don't see that. But then again, that's a, another hard subject for another day. So I will say, though, that it's been great having everyone here. Got a great crowd. I think we should keep on going, my friend, because we there's a lot of people here right now in the chat. You feel like you're still up to it? Oh, yeah. No, it's, okay. I'm well, if always. that's the – that's if that's if that's the case, my friend. Who appeals to you as a free agent? I've named names. Uh, I think another name that you you know could be a possibility. He is a restricted free agent. Will most likely be signed again for the Chicago Bulls. Maybe including him in the trade if he does get signed back up. Maybe Kobe White could lead your team at the point guard position. Who is the most realistic free agent that the Lakers, Lakers can get? That I would be, I guess, first on the list. That's a great question. I uh, <sighs> I don't know if there is, honestly. Uh, it's not something I I really thought about because it's it's hard to to say you like something and then realize, wait a minute, is that even possible? I don't think there is that player uh, other than the, the guys that are already on the team, right? Guys like Rui and, and, and Austin. Also asking, why are we uh, focusing on the point guard position? We are anticipating there's a possibility that D'Lo will not be retained and then the Lakers would be in need of a starting point guard. Uh, if I had to, If I really had to go this route by some miracle, uh, let's say we we do not sign D'Angelo, mm-hmm. and we don't let we let Beasley and, and Bamba go. We have then we would have seventeen. We'd have right. up to seventeen million. I think if I had a choice, if I let's say had a, a focus, I would I would go after Brick Brook Lopez for that money. I would at least that would be the first move I'd make. We get Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez solves so many boxes at that number. And the Lakers would drastically change for the better with him. That would be my first call. And I would even offer him a four-year deal. 
I don't know if he's going to get that four-year deal anywhere else, but I would. And that's me. Yeah, I know. I know Endorphin. I know he's old, but 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 you have to. The Lakers cannot have the perfect scenario here, guys. They have to eat it somewhere. Either they got to offer a long-term contract to try and get a title in the next year and two, and they're going to have to eat something. There's no way they can get out of this getting the deals that they want, staying under the cap, uh, getting everyone signed. That's just not going to happen. You're going to have to sacrifice something. You're going to have to take on a bad contract. The key is get the right team ready for next year, 2024 title. You need this particular team to be well-rounded, focused, and chemistry-filled. And AD and LeBron, if there's one thing that they've done well, is they're good team players. There's none of that my team, your team crap that's happened when you have two megastars like this on a team. They are a, a good roster, a, uh, a good couple players in the offseason away from being the favorites of winning it all and also keeping the team fresh and focused going into the playoffs next year. So let's say you retain, you know, about as many players as you can. You have uh, five million, only the five million, because you retained, you know, essentially the whole team that got you there to the Western Conference Finals. And that includes D'Lo and whatnot. Where would you start the focus first, as far as trying to fill a space for that rest of that money? So five million dollars, you're saying? <sighs> wow. I don't know anyone right now that would I, I would say because it can go anywhere from five to seventeen, but if you retain everyone, it goes down to five. Okay, so if we're looking at five, uh that's all you got. If you're looking at five, I would say probably throw it at uh at uh your guy Yuki. Yuda. Yuda, I'm sorry, Yuki. Yuda. Yuki. Yeah. Yeah. Wananabe, you're saying. Yuda, yeah. Yuda, yeah. Uh, because I think if, if you're looking for someone who can actually, you know, he, this guy shot 50% first half of the season, and the, the, the shots are going to get even better with an AD LeBron team. LeBron's going to find him in the corner all year long. AD is going to be, you know, guarding the paint, being in the paint, you know, open some things up there as well, especially if he's playing the power forward position and you have a legitimate center there that can shoot as well. That's, that would be the guy to, to go off for maybe a, a, a two-year contract at 10 mil. That would, you know, would, it would double his salary, more than double his salary. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know if anybody else would pay him more money, but that, that would be probably something that I think would be realistic and someone that I would see some value in that. So as we get into one of our largest uh volume attendance uh, here in quite some time. And thank you so much for being part of what we do right here at the Lakers fast break. What area of need do you think the Lakers should focus on the most? I think it should be getting big. I think it should be going tall. You are, are with me. I think for the most part on that one, still a point guard situation. Yeah. It's still a little shaky to me in my eyes, but making sure AD can move over to the four so you can get a, you know just less wear and tear on him before the postseason. I think that should be a priority for the team. Priority is getting a center, someone who can shoot and someone who can be a productive player, game in, game out, someone who can start all year 
productive game in and game out. Doesn't have to be a superstar, but he has to be that guy that you have to deal with most of the time. And then keep everyone you got. Keep D'Angelo. Keep Rui. Keep keep Reeves. You've already gonna you're already gonna keep Vando. Now and then you got a young you got two young guys you drafted, and you got another guy that you drafted last year that might go up a, a, a couple levels here. Then at that point, you're going to have to hope, hope that a couple of these players turn into someone like a KCP that can shoot and play defense. That's that's really all you can do. It's, it's not a, unfortunately, you can't know. You can't know right now. There's not enough there to know. And you also got to hope that D'Angelo doesn't crap out like he get, did against Denver. However, I'm, I'm however, just, however, however, you're higher on him than Jimmy I. Jimmy Butler friend. crapped out against Denver. But maybe Jimmy it was Butler. Denver's. Maybe it was Denver that was the problem, not D'Angelo. That has to. That has to factor into why. He why? was not consistent throughout the playoffs. It doesn't though. matter about consistency. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter right huh? now. Win the series, and he helped them win the Memphis series and the Golden State series. They ran into the wall that ended up being the title winner. And those guys steamrolled everyone. So I'm not going to use that. We've done this before. You overreact. Not you. I'm talking in general people. You overreact and you say, oh, this guy sucks. No, no, no. You you, you have to. I just, yeah. He has deficiencies in, a, in the, his game that get exploited in the playoffs. Got it. Now. Had he ever gone this deep in the playoffs before? There's probably a reason because he's been he no. with Minnesota. The question is no. Brooklyn. So now, now he has he has that experience. And now you have Darvin Ham, who's got a year under his belt. You have the ability to bring him back. It's very likely that he is going to come back. Now you have a training camp to put this together. With the team that you get in the summer, players that you get in the summer, the guys that you drafted, you have a whole setup now ready. Okay, guys, this is who we got. We're going to go the whole way, all the way with this team now. Let's get it done. He's going to stink on defense, folks. He's just not that guy. But Darvin Ham is going to have to find a way to devise an offense that uses his ability at its highest capacity. Again, I still have concerns. Just of course of it's concerns. If we didn't have concerns, they would have won the title this year, right? If he had Why played, did... if he was a gangbuster, if he had won, if we had won the title and he played well, we would have this discussion. But he's not that guy. However, he's gonna be valuable at a time that we need him. The regular season. He's gonna take up a lot of minutes. He's a guy that can handle the ball. He's a guy that can score in bunches. Use that. Use that. And then at the same time, if something comes up during the trade deadline and you can use them for that to go get a disgruntled star that says, I want to go to L.A., now you have that too. You need to preserve LeBron and A.D. That should be number one next year. And you need D'Lo because he's going to do that. He plays well in that 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 arena. And you're, 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 you're focused on that because that's what you have control over. You have control over that decision. That's what it is. You can't we can't just wish for 
every position to have the star guy. That's not that's just not realistic. You got to get out of that mindset. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. It's Gerald Glassford along with Joe Soro arguing over D'Angelo Russell. I'm not saying that. I'm not arguing. You're arguing. Well, it's because of the fact, again, he has several holes in the game. If you're, he is your point guard in the postseason. It's going to be much more difficult for the Lakers to win. It's just that simple. No. I, I, but I, I'm not saying I disagree on your mindset if he's available and you make him available for a trade, you know, in February. You have to pay it. attention to what's happening. First of all, this is last. This is just last year. Doesn't mean it's going to happen again next year the way it did. But you also have to compare it. Look what happened. What was Jimmy Butler doing all playoff long until he hit the finals? They were calling him Michael Jordan's son again, right? Right? More, more, more. There's more stories to that than just the playing part, right? What happened when he hit the finals? There were times where I didn't even know he was playing. The only thing, though, Doug, I want to say that if you let D'Lo walk, you you can't make up that money. You can't make up that slot. You can't make up that cash, especially you, if you try you to You let him walk. Money. That means you have an inside track on someone you want to get for $17 million. And at that I point, so. you better get that guy, right? Yeah. So if I found out, if we found out that D'Angelo's not signing, see, the thing is, too, geez, if somebody comes in and offers D'Lo a, a three-year, $90 million contract, he's gone. That's not really going to be the Lakers' fault. That could happen, right? If he gets that, he gets priced out of what we. That's it. That's a price out. However, if I know twenty million is a number, I feel like I should say I feel the number is twenty million. If there's word that the Lakers didn't want to sign him and decided to go another route, and they let go of uh, Beasley and Bamba, that that at least gives me an indication that they think they got somebody. At 17, that's valuable. Someone like Brooke Lopez. Would you trade Brooke Lopez for D'Angelo Russell? Is the question. I mean, it fills up one need, but also creates another. Correct. Now you got to bring back Schroeder, at least. You can't lose that guard, right? Yes. Right. So, and then you, you, you and got. The thing is, Schroeder could be priced out of this if he goes for 8 to 12. If he goes for 8 to 12, is that too high of a price for Schroeder? Probably, but I don't think he's going to get 8 to 12. I think he'll get 5. Okay, that's the case. That that would probably be a little bit fairer to ask on that. Uh, I do want to say, though, that I do appreciate everyone out there watching this scene. Thank you so much to Aaron for subscribing. Truly appreciate it. I want to go ahead and say before we head on out, my friend, again, all these options that are available to the Lakers, I mean, it all depends on how much money they're going to have when it comes to Friday. You're anticipating maybe keeping – most of these players back, all these players back. How much do you think the Lakers will have going into free agency? If you're asking me what the likely scenario is going to be, is the Lakers are going to sign their own guys and watch the free agency list go to where they finally get to that number where they can that they can use and then make make their decisions or whomever wants to you know get their next contract that's where that decision is going to be made okay guys we have what is that 11 million dollars of, of uh, we're at 11 million right 
or are yeah. we going to go into that area where we're over the cap and it goes down to six? I'm not sure exactly how that works. Um, starting to learn that process a little bit. I'm still kind of hazy on the new CBA. That's why I don't really know. But let's just say it is $11 million for the MLE. Then at that point, they're going to have to wait for the big names to go. And then whoever wants to get that 11, that's hopefully a player that the Lakers really, really need, either a center or a player uh, at the perimeter that can shoot. Then at that point, you make that decision. Um, that's how I think it's going to play out. That's Someone the that's... basic. That's the easy way to go. The only way it goes another way is if somebody, if, if an agent contacts Rob and says, "Hey, my boy wants to come to you. What do you what do you want to do?" And then we'll we'll, we'll know the earmarks of it. We'll see it. If they don't bring back Dilo, they tell Beasley and, and Bamba peace out then they have to have somebody in line for that 17, for sure. Somebody somebody good, somebody that's really going to make an impact. I want to ask you this, though. If you're looking at possible shooting, I mean, someone's name that's been out there as far as possibly being available from anywhere from five to the actual full mid-level at 12, it's Trey Lyles, who played some really good minutes in the playoffs for the Kings. Uh, had an up-and-down season, but really can hit behind the arc and uh, played with a little bit more toughness than I think he's ever at any point in his career during that that Warriors-Kings series. And that really gave the Kings a lift during that period of time. Your thoughts, though, on Trey Lyles? Someone that could be, if he's affordable and at the right price, a player in the rotation for the Lakers. Sure. Absolutely. Trey Lyles always plays well against us. Kind of reminds me of, what's his name up in Toronto? Junior. Jeez, I'm drawing a blank here. Oh, um, as far as, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yes, yeah. Gary. Uh, Gary. Gary, Gary, Gary Trent Jr., right. Yes. Uh, yeah, Trey Lyles would be a welcome. Absolutely. I think he's got a... And he That's the guy fun. who's bounced down, who's bounced around, who's been cut. And look at him now. He's playing very well for the for for yeah, the Kings. Pl playing well, and and I know this is sad to say, but the guy played seventy four games last year, which is a nice sight to see. Somebody who actually played more than seventy games, uh, so his availability is there. I mean, he was a what was he a uh, he was a lottery pick in two thousand was it two thousand was it two thousand fifteen? He's He's 27, man. That's your prime, man. That's the prime of the prime of the prime. And you want, this is a, what did Stu say? It's a young man's game. Uh, I was talking about how getting somebody that could be kind of like a KCP, he could be that guy. He could definitely be that guy. I will say, though, I mean, uh, Jamal's uh, having a little bit of a question on, on if we were to package JHS in a trade. I would say for for me, I would not hesitate on that because I don't think Jade right now, again, from what I've seen in the tape, what I've seen in, in games at Indiana, he just does not look like someone that is going to be able to make No Jamal. Yeah, yeah. No yeah. Jamal. I'm, I, I, I have not mentioned that they would trade the 17th. The only way the 17th would have been traded would have been before the draft. Yeah. I don't think that anybody is gonna value I think it's too late now. Let's too late really now. Got yeah. It. Yeah, if the Lakers are going to trade a draft pick, it's going to be a pick in let's say twenty nine or thirty one. Unless a big trade, unless they something just materializes where the Lakers can get a, like a maybe a Damian Lillard. You never know, but I obviously that would be like the most remote of chances right there. But some type of strong player. But 
again, most likely JHS is heading forward on the Lakers. But again, him finding minutes, uh, him being part of the rotation, I think would be good enough for him right now at this stage of his career as a rookie. I just don't see, I'm not even sure if I see starter in him. I'm hoping I'm wrong. Again, uh, you know, with Austin Reeves, we saw him play from a competent level to rotation level to someone that could be, is going to be a very rich man here in the next few days. Hopefully JHS can get to that status. Again, it's got what appears on the tape is quite different than, than what Rob sees from what we're seeing. And I'm hoping we're wrong. Okay, okay. Look, I'm not I don't think he's going to be a bad player. No, but maybe a rotation player. But... He'll be a rotation player. The Lakers haven't really bombed in the draft for a while. They've picked good players first and second round. Uh but we're in a position right now, guys, where we need difference makers now. We need guys that could play now. And Stone Hansen made remarkable points about why this was a bad pick, especially right now. If you check out Friday's show, you'll understand why. Yes. He, he went into detail on it. I highly recommend you listen to Stone Hansen. And Stone Hansen has told many people that he's Upside not swings NBA draft. He's not Nostradamus. He's been wrong before. But and, and we're all wrong. Even all the professional yeah. gamblers lose games, guys. And NBA draft, it's it's sometimes it is a crapshoot. It, it's a crapshoot. It's a crapshoot. You got Jokic, the best best player in the NF, in the NBA, who was a second round pick, which is unprecedented. We've never seen that in the history of the NBA. At least I haven't. Um, a second round pick dominating as he has the last three years and winning a championship in a year where he should have been MVP more than the other two years which goes to show you what a worthless piece of crap that award is. The only thing more worthless is winning an Oscar now than an NBA MVP. Uh, the NFL MVP is, as long as you're a quarterback, you're going to win. Uh, Major League Baseball, maybe there's a little bit more flexibility there in giving the the, 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 the MVP to, to, the, to the right guy. But again, I digress. The, 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 the Lakers are in a position of win now, win today, win tomorrow, Win, win, win. And we need players that are pros, which is why Rob liked Jalen. He, he, he mentioned that he's already programmed like a pro, right? Kind of like a Shane Battier. I remember I used to hear that a lot about Shane Battier. He's a professional. He carries himself like a professional. He works hard like a professional. And had a pretty darn good career. That's probably where he'll be as long as he stays healthy. But it's going to take some time. And we don't have time. We have two years left in the LeBron era. And we have to win a title at least one more time in those two years. For this era to truly be solidified. Truly be solidified. And to, you know, for LeBron's career... It doesn't look like he's going to catch Jordan at six, but LeBron winning his fifth championship, his second in L.A., that might solidify a statue outside. Think about it. All-time leading scorer, beats Kareem's record, wins two titles in L.A. I mean, I don't think anybody would argue it. A statue. His, his jersey's going to go up in the rafters no matter what, but statue. The statue goes out 
outside crypto if he wins a second title. And uh, that's that's really all my focus is on right now. I, I, I just want the Lakers to be... I want them. I want them to be comfortable for the first time in the last few years. You don't think that gap between the Lakers, let's say the Suns, Nuggets, Celtics, you don't think it's it's that far that the Lakers can't make the changes to improve and have them be extremely competitive against those teams and championship winning team next season. You don't think that gap is far off? No, I think Denver will be a problem. However, I do think they're going to have a lull. They don't have – there's too much – somebody like Mike Malone is too excited. Jokic looked like a guy that wanted to just get this thing done and go home. Kind of looked like a guy that was satisfied. They don't have – you know, I've, I've, I've thrown out a couple of Chuck, Chuck Noll quotes every now and then. Uh, mm-hmm. Mainly because Magic Man used to love those those, those quotes. He, like, he appreciates those things because he knows where it's coming from. But I re- remember uh, watching post game Super Bowl wins where they would interview Chuck Noll, and Chuck Noll always had that demeanor. Well, I think this team has more in him. Pat Riley, he had just beat the Celtics for the second time in dramatic fashion. In six, in 1987. And what's he doing on the podium? I'm going to guarantee we're going to win it again next year. And it takes a certain person to never be satisfied and still accomplish things. It's very difficult. That line, how do you you balance that line of satisfaction, completion, and then still not be happy? It's a tough one. And Denver just looks like a team that's going to have a lull. I just, I can see it. And they're going to lose some of their depth. Well, no, I think I'll know probably halfway through the season. And then as far as who's going to come up, yeah, I know Phoenix is going to have some, they're going to have, they're going to be a problem. But will they be a problem when the pressure gets tight? And every time I've seen pressure, when it's guys like DeAndre Ayton, guys like, Devin Booker, the pressure turns into this. And then you have Bradley Beal, who's been playing loser basketball. Not He's not a loser. Losing basketball for all but basically one year in the last decade. What's he going to bring when the, when, when, the t- when the going gets tough? And now you have Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is in his what seventeenth season a now subscriber. coming up. Eighteen, mm-hmm. right? What do you do then? What do you do then when your body's starting to break down like it has? How's your mental focus going to be when the pressure gets on? We saw what happened, guys. They folded too, even with Durant there. So until those guys show me what they got. Oh, by the way, you're not going to have any depth on that team too. It's going to be the merry minimums and the four guys. That's if they keep DeAndre. They're saying they're going to keep them. They're but, saying, but let's yeah. see if that changes. Comes I'll see February. if that changes, right? Uh, so yeah, it's. I'm not worried. I'm not really worried about Phoenix. I am. You know, you have to worry about Denver because they're they're still young and they're still they're champs. They could be there, but I think there's going to be a little bit of a letdown next year. Uh, I'm not worried about the, the Kings. I'm not worried about the Clippers. I think Milwaukee comes back with some juice. 
Boston improved. I'd say they probably have the best offseason so far, but they did lose uh, uh, one of their identities in, in Marcus Smart. And then speaking of that, Marcus Smart going to Memphis. Should John Morant put away his six-shooter long enough for him to focus on winning basketball, they could be a, a problem as well. And that's kind of where I stand on that. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Once again, it is the Lakers Fast Break. It is Gerald Glassford along with Joe Soro. You can find Joe Soro's Ox1947 today at LakersBall.com. Plus, he has an outstanding company. Go ahead and be part of it today if you're in the Southern California area. He said right now is the best time to get artificial turf for your home. You could do that today at Simblades, Simblades with a Y.com. I thought that was a pretty good pitch. That's pretty good. Sound like a commercial. Well, By the way, folks, I've said this before. I have never asked Gerald to pump up my business. But uh, I tried to because you take the time. You took 90 minutes out of your schedule today to go ahead and be part of this. My yeah, friend. but I've been a Laker fan much it. longer than Sinblades has existed. Well, but it's still. You're and I've been, in, I've been in this realm way before I even thought about getting into the business. So this is actually kind of a a full circle thing. Okay. Thank well, you, thank you. I, I do appreciate you uh, pumping up the, the business. I, I really and, bi- and big shout out to Search and Destroy for uh, putting up the website right there. Thank um, you, Search. Always, always pumping up the show, pumping up the business. The branding is is working, Gerald. The branding got several, will be uh, synonymous for what what this industry will be down the road as more and more resources come our way. I got other business ventures that I'm involved with that are all going to be factored into this. And of course, anything that works in other businesses, is going to work here too, because the resources can be distributed nicely to everything we do. I will say, as I just put it in the message, he said, Gerald, get the big bucks from Joe on Simblaze. And I'm like, I'm putting putting my hands in the pockets. I'm getting some lint, I think, coming out of there. But before we head out, my friend wanted to go ahead and mention Again, we're stressing the Lakers' need for size. We saw how good it worked out for not only against Memphis, but also Golden State, how much a priority it is for us to maintain that size advantage. I know Mississippi Dogs says Dwight Howard or DeMarcus Cousins. I think Howard is is making too much money in China. I think he's still playing in China for the Chinese League, so I don't know if he really wants to go ahead and come back to the NBA. I'm sure he would want to come back to the NBA for one final season, but I just don't know where he fits now in this league. And then also DeMarcus Cousins. The Lakers had every opportunity to sign him before they signed Tristan Kardashian Thompson. So they didn't sign him for a reason. Although he, again, he I know he lives and works out here in Las Vegas. So maybe if I run into him one day, I'll ask him why he didn't get a chance to go ahead. And, and uh, he was with the Lakers, you know, that one year he was injured. So we'll see what happens there as far as trying to find some sort of size that we can get on the cheap. I know Plumley, I know Podal has been named in there. These guys that just can't hit free throws, they can't help you down the stretch. That's the problem, Joe. 
it would just go back to being AD at the five at the most crucial points of time of the game. Is that what you want? I know that a lot of time that's what we're going to get, but just having the option because you're so afraid to put Plumley or so afraid to put, uh, especially Potal, you know, some of these guys that just cannot shoot free throws, it's just a, a hesitancy by the staff to go ahead and put them out there at crucial times. Yeah, we're one of the bright spots of towards the end of the season, even in the playoffs, is how well the free throw shooting was, especially by LeBron and AD. And unfortunately, Plumlee, Plumlee-type players going to be the, 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 the last resort guy because he'll come on the cheap, and at least he does – serve some kind of talent versus what we have now but he'll something. clog up the middle if you start him alongside uh, you you can't you you're gonna have to get something better than than worse you, you, you we were we had no center on this team that played a lick of anything that mattered at least if you go if you if you went from one and, and go to two at least you improved a little bit i think plumley is a, an improvement very, very little improvement versus what we've had. So you got to do something at, at a worst case scenario. But I, I really hope that they're that the the Lakers can find a way to get a just a serviceable center that could really, really, really put things together well for the Lakers, so that AD doesn't have to guard everyone and doesn't have to worry about sitting and pretty much giving up leads <laughs> when he's sitting. Well, I'll tell you what, though, there's a lot of choices that the Lakers need to make. It's been great seeing all these new faces and all the re returning faces in our best Lakers chat room that's out there right here at the Lakers Fast Break. It's just truly appreciated. All the familiar names, but all these new names as well. Cannot thank you enough for taking the time out of your day to going ahead and checking us out. We're going to have a show tomorrow night. It's our final Lakers History 101 of the school year. It's going to be based on great free agent acquisitions of the past. I know Joe will be happy to go ahead and be a part of that. I mean, the NBA's finals exams are out. It's just going to be a final speech that Joe and I will give for graduation. And then we'll be graduating our first class of Lakers fast break followers. And, you know, you'll be able to get your honorary degree from Lakers fast break university here tomorrow. But Thursday, we're coming back with all the news and notes we're going to be coming back as far as that's concerned on Thursday night for more free agent talk. That's absolutely correct. We're going to be able to do that. Going to go heavy into that. We'll make sure that's done. Then on Friday, we are doing a special. I may go on early. I may go on at 2 p.m. Pacific. I think I might have to with all the news that's coming out. Joe will join us around 3 when free agency starts on Friday. That's again. 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern. We'll start the feed right there for you and then go on from there for about the next, I'd say, let's give it two, three hours, four hours, even if we can, if we have the time. We'll be going for you for a long time right there on Friday when free agency starts to see if the Hooker Lakers might get, to see who they retain, to see who they resign, to see who they give up. It's going to be very interesting indeed. And then, of course, Joe already mentioned that we might be going on on Saturday and Sunday as well. So definitely looking forward to it with all the news hits. We'll be here for her. Yes, Sean did. But, you know, I did talk to him the other day. Uh, he's still going through some personal issues, some personal growth things that, that he has to go ahead and take care of in Canada and some, some things he has to work out. So I'm rooting for him. I wished him the best. I wished him the best, not only from both, 
not only Joe, of course, Laker Tom, obviously as well, Jamie Sweet, but from all you guys and gals out there that I know you want the best for him, I do as well. So we were just hoping that he will get everything going in one great fashion and come back to on the show, hopefully sooner rather than later. Any last thoughts, my friend, before we head on out? You're on mute. Get your uh, get your popcorn ready. Get your milk duds, your peanut M&Ms, and your sodas and your beer or whatever it is that you drink and get ready for a wild weekend. I know I am. I know I am as well. I'll tell you what, it is just so great having everyone here. So great to have everyone be a part of what we're doing. We're looking forward to bringing you all the great stuff. Again, tomorrow night, Lakers History 101. Thursday, we're back with the latest news and notes right here in the NBA on NBA Observations. And then Friday is our wall-to-wall coverage of NBA free agency. And no one does it better than right here at the Lakers.